Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Kyle Sandy, the owner and founder of SandySpiel.com, and with me today, as always, is the producer and moderator of the podcast, Ramin Forgani. Ramin, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing well, Kyle. We are back every other week. We're going to try to go every other week through the dog days of summer, and we are back. We have a couple AAU tournaments to discuss, but let's keep the pleasantries short and get right into the content, but not before we thank our Spielin' and Dealin' podcast sponsors, Sportal Space. Yes, Sportal Space makes booking a gym or field as easy as finding a hotel on Expedia or booking a table on Open Table. Check out Sportal Space every practice, every game. And with that being said, we will start with a a tournament that Sportal Space put on called Sportal Slam, the inaugural Sportal Slam tournament at Northview and Alpharetta High Schools that we were at this weekend. Kyle, you were there for both days, had some good middle school to high school action. And uh, let's just jump right into it. What did you see? Who are the players that stood out to you at Sportal Slam? You know, I think the one player that stood out to me the most on the 17U side is 2018 small forward Tobias Long. He was at Southwest Cab, then transferred to Salem for his final season, averaged about 12 points per game there. But he is he is big. He is physically built. He is strong, six foot five. Uh, I don't want to say he he's like LeBron James, but you know I'm you, you know what I'm trying to say. LeBron James at that that sort of level of uh, a talent they were playing against. Just physical, can handle the ball. Just a great combination of skill and size and. He was impressive. He had some big games. Didn't have his best game in the championship, but a guy that I've I've always been interested in, and he's going to Scotland Prep. Uh, but don't be surprised to see if, if he has a good season over there. Uh, I think his name could possibly balloon up to that, that low major Division One level because he does have a great body, and he can play multiple positions. So Tobias Long, a player uh, that really caught my eye. In that 16U JV division, Kedrick Barrett, six foot six center from Lambert, Georgia Grizzlies. He was just absolutely dominant. He was so good. Uh, just always tried to go over that left shoulder to set up that baby hook. Uh, kissed it off the glass multiple times. Now he kind of was involved in a couple kerfuffles. I had to eject one player in a game where he was involved, uh, tussling up with some big guys, but. Just keeping an eye on what he did on the court, he was so solid. He had some nice touch. He was 9 of 10 from the foul line in the championship game, um, 25 points, 15 rebounds in that championship game. He was uh, very, very impressive, uh, just a, a throwback post that knows how to score around the rim. Uh, and another great post player was six foot five Sean Rutledge, who's going to East Paulding. Um, similar to that of Barrett, uh, a little bit smaller, but still a big physical forward that could rebound the ball, could start his own fast break, had some nice handles. Uh, another guy that knows how to use his body, played the angles well, very physical, great feet. Super impressed with him, and I think he's going to be able to uh, produce uh, at a pretty good clip for East Paulding with J.W. Cantrell, the new head coach there. They scrapped that system of run and gun, and it was it's not very conducive to a big man. Don't worry about that now. He might be able to really make some hay on the low block. Very impressed by him. 
another shooter was Franklin Bailey going to Chattahoochee, a guy that just knocked down a ton of threes, hit 13 threes in three games I saw. Didn't see much time at Chattahoochee. I think he could be a plug-and-play type guard that if you leave him open from the perimeter, he's going to shoot you down with some threes. Uh, very impressed with his overall performance. He was probably the best shooter in that age group. Sterling Johnson, a guy from Kings Ridge, uh, saw him maybe last year. I was impressed with him. Six five, strong swing man. Uh, it's going to be his his team over there at Kings Ridge. I would I would think with Eric Coleman leaving, he needs to have a good season. He's got those intangibles. I like what I see from him. Now I just need to see him translate that over into the high school season a, a, a freshman guard that's going to be a sophomore marcus samuel was very impressive for the d favor celtics just a very strong bowling guard 511 combo guard he saw some minutes on the varsity last year won a state championship ring um, he's gonna have to work on his outside shot he didn't really show off much of a three-point shot but he is physically strong and he can get to the rim and then you know there are a lot of interesting players on the 14U side, but it probably starts from DJ Potts heard over here in Cherokee County. He's been, he he's had 25 points in the first game of the tournament. Very impressive. That's a player that's going to be a, 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 I think he's going to have a really nice career. He's wired to score right now. want to see him do a little bit more of the playmaking, you know, grab some rebounds, get some assists, couple steals. But right now he is definitely a big time scorer. DJ Potts heard could be an impact freshman, depending on where he ends up going to school at. And you talked about some nice players we saw, Kyle. I know uh, there are also some nice teams looking over here at the championship recaps available on SportalSpace.com under the Sportal News tabs. We saw, I think we both saw Team Effect in the varsity level playing in the main gym at Northview on the Saturday. They lost to Georgia Men up 67-64 to in the JV division. Georgia Grizzlies uh, beat out Smyrna Stars 64-49 to for that championship. And some nice teams. Well, what, who was the most impressive team you saw? overall uh over the weekend uh you know i think if we're just looking at the domination factor i mean cherokee legacy they beat a very good mtxe team who did have a, a guard missing and one of their top players out with injury but they beat them i think it was 77 to 21 just a well-oiled machine that 14u cherokee legacy team uh, led by dj potts heard that's a really good squad. Ezra Milton, who's about six foot six one, kind of hard to judge these kids, and you don't really have a great chance of standing next to him. But he was a physically strong forward. I think he's going to Cherokee. Uh, we mentioned in the last podcast, Cherokee High School is loading up on good, good playable talent. They might not be megastar superstars, but these are all really good players that can, you know, give them a couple years under Roger Quan. They could develop into something very special. And, you know, they didn't win the championship, but I was pretty impressed with Team Effect. Uh, Georgia Man Up beat them after Team Effect kind of lost their way in the second half. Give credit to Georgia Man Up. They were a very good team with that Heritage Conyers guard, Josh Guilford. He was really good. Got a lot of his points from the foul line. But Team Effect with Tobias Long, who we mentioned, Jalen Horton, who's going to be a 2019 point guard at Rockdale, showed some nice things. And then a bunch of 2018s from Salem that played alongside Long. Tawan Powell, physical guy, downhill, plays above the rim. Jalen Reynolds carved out some space. And 2020 shooting guard Jeremiah Vinson, he knocked down a ton of threes, a lefty. He only averaged three points per game at Salem. But going into his junior season, I think he's going to have a much bigger role. And I think it all started here at Sportal Slam. This was not the only AAU tournament you made it out to. You also made it out to uh, the first day of Bob Gibbons on Friday. You had a write-up on that brief one. And just summarize for us what happened to Gibbons. 
Yeah, it was the first round of bracket play, and they try and make it so it's uh, kind of like your favorite. It's like a real tournament. If you're the one seed, you're not playing a, a two seed. You're playing a 16 seed. And Celtics beat Palm Beach Bulls by 52 points. Uh, Morgan County guards came off the bench and joined these guys this week, and they were great. Uh, Alec Woodard, who's known as a three-point shooter, but he showed off his entire in a full Four game, 11 points, four rebounds, eight assists, nine steals. Now the competition wasn't great, but he was just roving center field, picking off balls left and right during their press. And uh, the Celtics were very impressive. Tyron Lawrence, who has the College of Charleston offer and a Robert Morris offer, he looked good. Nine points, five rebounds, four steals, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Big man Armani Harris, he, he played very well. Uh, he goes to Newton. I think he's going to have a really nice season, depending on if Ashton Hagens is there or not. But it's time for him to shine. He had a good season last year, and I really like how he's been developing. He could have a pretty special senior season. And Rodney Howard going to Ole Miss. Um, he's still stiff in some areas. He's got to work on that. Uh, but he did a great job of sealing and really punishing people down low. And I'll just touch on two other players real quick from separate games. Uh, Jalen McCreary from Game Elite. I'm, I wrote about him like two Two years ago, uh, ineligible, he went to Wheeler, tried to transfer back to Kennesaw Mountain after a bullying incident or something. Has a chance to be a high major player. Six foot seven, lefty wing. He is hands down the best player on that game elite team. Jalen McCreary can flat out play. He can score on all three levels. He can play some defense, get up and down the floor. Uh, I, I love what his potential can be and has become he's got about eight or nine offers right now i think those are going to have to transition into sec and acc offers because he keeps playing very well i would love to see what he does in that next uh, live period i think he could really blow up and then my last player i want to touch on chase hunter i have not seen him in person in a long time the westlake guard but man he's picking up those acc offers so tenacious explosive on offense and defense and he's not one of those guys that i'm oh i'm a great athlete but all he does is dunk no he can pull up he hits jump shots he has long range from the three-point shot westlake had a bad season this this year but i think they should be able to come back very strong next year with hunter as a senior frankie and salem uh the big 6 10 6 11 center going into a sophomore season they got some young talent should be coming to fruition next year chase hunter i was super super impressed with him offense and defensively he had 22 points and five steals in the game i saw and now kyle that leads us uh you unknowingly provided me a perfect segue into our next topic in honor of the nba draft combine kicking off in the lottery happening a few days ago of course everyone's gearing up for the nba draft and there was some discussion yesterday the nba is approving some more high school camps to making them certified in a potential maybe preparation to eliminate the one and done rule or bypass the ncaa but that's not what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about the relevance of not only size but the ability to shoot so let me start off with a quick postulate here and say do you agree with this statement Kyle that if you want to be effective at the next level especially for or even for a big man I should say it would be you would be better suited to use your time learning how to shoot from the perimeter than post moves inside sadly I think you're correct right now now I think there's ebbs and flows there's been shooting and there's going to be a dominant big man and then they'll come back you know we're trying to see uh, it it comes in waves we we don't have a Shaquille O'Neal or Akeem Olajuwon or David Robinson Patrick Ewing all those guys uh that, that was the glory days of big men but now we just see the Warriors Warriors ruined uh basketball everyone wants to shoot threes now and 
Uh, they had the analytics set back at that try and say three-point shooting is better. But, yes, back to your point before I stray too far off. Sadly, you're probably right. It, I mean, I, we just look at it. If you're – you have some size. Even if you're a guard and you're a young guard, if you could put the ball in the basket from the three-point line – these schools will throw caution to the wind and say, well, we can teach them the rest of it. If they have a shooting stroke, they want you. It's a fine line of knowing, okay, where is your bread buttered? Are you going to be a post presence at rebounds and block shots? Or are you going to be one of these guys that gets a little too finesse and wants to show off, oh, I can dribble, I can shoot threes? I've seen that um, this past weekend, maybe even before that previous seasons. You see some of these big guys that you know they can play. They're very skilled. We know you're very skilled, but that doesn't mean I need you handling the ball, trying to start all these fast breaks, trying to play 20 feet away from the basket when you have a five- or six-inch advantage. you got to go down on the block. That's where uh, you really assert yourself, and I, 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 that's that's just how I was taught to play. But I, I do see, yes, if you're looking down the road to be an NBA player and that, I mean, you, you have to be able to shoot from the outside a little bit. Now, whether that's taking one or two three-point shots a game, I'm I'm okay with that. But it gets to a point where you see these 6'9 guys hanging around on the perimeter so much trying to play shooters. Uh, that, that should come in due time. But at the high school level, yeah, you can win that stuff. Uh, in the off season, and then you could show it off a little bit in AAU. But if you're playing in a high school game and it's structured, and when wins really matter, shoot! If I'm the six four post player and I got a six nine guy that's content with standing out, just try and prove to people they look at me, I'm going to be able to play high major division one and play in the NBA because I can shoot threes. I will live with that. That is fine. If you're not going to use your six six inch advantage on me down low. I will live with you taking five, six, seven threes a game as long as I'm, you know, you're not hitting every single one. So that's a dangerous uh, side for big men. Yes, you want to be very well rounded, but you cannot fall in love with it so much that you stray all the way away and you lose your size advantage. And now all of a sudden, it doesn't matter if you're six nine, you're playing like a six three shooting guard. Well, that's just the point I was about to ask you. If you're in high school, you can and you have your six nine, seven foot, whatever frame, then sure you can just be down in the post, bigger and stronger than everyone, and just bulldoze your way to twenty points, getting the ball fed to you and backing up to the rim and just finishing it. But then once you get to the college and to the pro levels, I mean, you're not going to find an undersized center guarding you. You're going to be up against a DeAndre Ayton or a you know a Muhammad Bamba, right? Bamba. You're, you're- yeah, you're you're right about that. That's why I feel like during the high when, when wins matter and it's not like I got to show off. I mean, it's hard to put into words. Like I know when when you got the AAU events and stuff like that live period. Obviously, these guys are going to try and show off their skill set. Hey, I can do this. I can do that. But at some point, like if you know you're you're best on the block. Just do what you're best at. Be great at what you're great at. You can work on the other things, develop the jump shot and all that stuff in the offseason individually. And then when you feel like you're ready and it's a finished product and you know you can go out there and hit three of six threes from the outside, do that. But uh, especially in high school, I mean, if you're a big guy, uh, you need a, it, it needs to start inside out. Develop the inside game first. Be competent da- uh, down low. And then stretch it outside because there's you know there's plenty of time to develop uh, an outside shot once you get to that high school level. You just you just put in the work. You see all these great programs are nonstop skill training. You can you can get that, but uh, I don't want a guy that's just so soft 
that is a big word, soft, that they're six foot eight, six foot nine, but you hardly ever see them in the paint. That is a really bad sign. If you start outside in and they want to be more finesse than actually go inside, bang, alter shots, do all the things that a traditional big man should do and can do. Do you want to be uh, Chan- uh, Channing Fry or do you want to be, I mean, who is a big man that scores around the basket in the NBA? You, you don't really hear about them too much right, anymore. You don't but hear about them. That's just the point I was about to make. You don't hear about them. It's just an old school type of mindset. I mean, I, I, I completely understand the value of shooting outside, but if I if you're six foot nine, let's put it this way, if you're six foot nine or six ten and I can't dump you the ball inside and expect you to make a strong post move and score or get fouled, we have problems. Well, I'd agree. And the reason why I kind of brought this up and why I was going to ask, you know, should, would it be more valuable from a recruiting aspect to be a seven footer who can shoot from the outside is I happened to have the TV on yesterday, listening to Colin Cowherd, um, I guess his radio show is also on TV. And he was ranking his top 10 NBA players. He had LeBron one and he had Kevin Durant two because he said, show me another seven footer that can shoot the three. And if you look at the way the league's going, the way collegiate ball is going, I mean, can you disagree with that? Uh, Just And especially in light of, you know, sitting here trying to figure out a big guy who's good and whose only job, whose proficiency is being a good post player. I mean, can you name one in the NBA off the top of your head? Uh, I don't watch a whole lot of NBA, but yeah, there's probably there's probably not many out there. That's why, like, what it was like two years ago or something when I was working with Hoop Scene uh, at one of our big events. I saw this kid named JV and Fleming, and now he's he's signed. He's going to Alabama. He'll be at Alabama next year. Six foot nine, two hundred thirty pounds, and it was so refreshing. It's ridiculous. The, the whole thing has completely swapped. Now you see everybody wanting to shoot threes. Now when you actually see a throwback post who has post moves, now it's like you're seeing a unicorn. When back you know twenty years ago, oh a seven footer shooting threes, that's crazy. Now you see oh a seven footer with post moves inside, that's crazy. That, so it's do you just, see the pendulum swinging back the other way now? Since Everybody can shoot the three. Now post moves will start to kind of come back in phase, if you will. Uh, not yet. I don't think it's coming back just yet. DeAndre Aiden, all the, but all these guys can still, they're still proficient from shooting threes. Blake Griffin, who wasn't a great post player by any means, now he's shooting threes. It, everything keeps swinging to the three-point line. And it is, it's definitely a dying breed, the back-to-the-basket post player. And even if you're a back-to-the-basket post player, you're going to have to be very good inside. Uh, to just live like that and not stretch it out to the three-point line. But uh, I, I don't see it going, sadly, I don't see post-play really coming back anymore. So that's why it, it kind of makes it. It's a, it's, a, it's a rare breed. If you do see a big man that can score around the basket with post moves, it's it's pretty outstanding. And it's, it's a work of art when I see the great footwork inside. But now you can just stand at the three-point line and shoot threes. And a lot of the good post players – even dating back, you kind of see them. They're they're more undersized guys, and you can find them at the low mid. That's probably where they're going to be. Uh, be you know really good standards. They might not be six nine and great, but you can see that over the past couple of years, those low major, mid major guys have some good guys in the that they can't really rely on their athleticism, and they have to rely on footwork. And they might not have a three point shot, but they can go and score around the bucket. Uh, but no, I just. The, the the inside post play, I don't know if it's coming back anytime soon, unless 
I don't know what happens. If the Warriors keep doing what they're doing, maybe when the Warriors and I mean the Rockets now shoot 43s a game. I don't know when the dominant big man's going to come back, but if it does come back, it's going to have to come back on the shoulders of a transcendent player, the next Shaquille O'Neal. But I don't know where the next Shaquille O'Neal is coming from. On that note, Kyle, we will leave this podcast. Thank you all for joining us. And uh, the transfer list is heating up, as I understand. Right, Kyle? Yeah, we caught at least about nine transfers over this past weekend, so it is uh, it is definitely heating up. Coaching carousel in full swing. Joe Dix, a state championship winning head coach at East Hall back in 2005, has just accepted the Collins Hill job, so East Hall is now open. So, yes, things are getting hot and heavy, as you say, as they say. And, oh, before we forget, yes, the big news coming down the pipeline earlier this week, uh, last week, Charmin White back in the high school level at Pace Academy in an interesting situation. He was not hired to be head coach. We will have to keep abreast of that situation, see what happens over there, leaving Georgia State to come back to Pace Academy. So things getting very, very interesting in the GHSA. Well, on behalf of Kyle, this is Ramin signing off. <laughs>